guys, welcome back to another episode of On Air with Rebecca. Now we've been talking with former New Age leader Alan Strudwick about everything from New Age, finding peace in God, to casting down fearful thoughts. Well, today we are wrapping the conversation up. So if you're tuning in for the first time, make sure to check out our previous episodes, take a moment and catch up. Today, we're gonna jump right back in together as we close out this New Age series. I think that's a huge issue going on today is people are following their souls. Even if you're a Christian and spirit-filled, I think you still have a choice that you can still follow your soul, and I think it's a trap. I believe Romans 8 like hits on that, where it says, you know, those who are led you know, by the flesh, and then he says those who are led by the spirit. Can you just speak to believers what it looks like to be led by their soul and how to do away with that and follow the spirit instead? Well, basically, if you're following the soul, I mean, number one, you're focusing on you. Focus on your own emotions, your own mind, your own will, and your flesh as well. You're focused on you, on your own self. And then you so you're starting to glorify that. That's why it's not a good thing. Um, and um, in the New Age, it then turns it into that you're a God. Now, as far as um, making decisions based on soul, and this is why I'm seeing it exaggerate even more in this season, is that if someone's anxious or depressed, they'll start making decision, decisions to get rid of the feeling. Okay, so they'll think, well, maybe, and maybe I'll cave in and do this. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe, you know, I'm fighting with my wife all the time, so maybe I'll just leave her and then I'm going to feel better. You see, it's all about feelings. They're not discerning by their spirit. So if they're making decisions by by feelings, then comes the next step. They then start making decisions by fear, not by faith. And then, and then when they're making it by their soul, by fear, depression, anxiety, whatever, when they make those decisions, it's temporary totally temporary just to get them out of that feeling level so, oh, now I feel better. But it doesn't last long because you carry it with you or that thing that's oppressing you, you're carrying it with you. But the the opposite is when you discern out of your spirit and you follow the spirit, here's the key thing. It's not fear um, or anxiety or anything like that. It's joy and love and peace. They're the three things, especially the peace. If I don't have peace on something, I ain't doing it. And that took me years to learn, but I learned it by learning about patience, learning about hearing his voice and learning about how to follow that. I don't make any decisions out of my soul. I want to. (laughs) I sometimes have this urge to like, oh, but it'll fix things up. But it's like, no, I've had to fully yield to his lordship, which means I trust him as well as the Holy Spirit. And if I haven't heard from him, I don't think he's distant. I just keep doing what he told me to do before. And I just trust that. And I've had enough instances that have shown up in the last couple of years where it's like, yep, here he is. Here he's the provider. Here he's the healer. Here he's this. Where I was probably, if I had allowed it, probably would have jumped in a decision from from my soul and ruined that chance of him providing miraculously. I feel like so many things you're like talking about right now is stuff that God's actually been teaching me in this exact season of life. And what's interesting is I can say I'm a very deep feeler and you know, some people are more logical, some people are more intuitive, and it's not bad. God gives, you know, has given me that sensitivity and that deep feeling, but the trap of the enemy in my life has been for me to give in to my feelings, and I would like, kind of like, like a frantic animal or something like that. I would make decisions just trying to um, get rid of that anxiety, get rid of that fear, and I remember when God had to teach me to completely shut down that and not even think about it, not even give into it, that it was coming from the enemy, and I would just instantly have peace. But I didn't even realize that at the time that it was a trap. I was just trying to fix the situation. 
And so that's exactly what you're speaking to. And I just think that's such an important word that if you're feeling fear, if you're feeling anxiety, if you're feeling depression, don't give in to those feelings and make decisions. Like you said, look to God to be the provider. And one really important thing you said, very, 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 very important, is that you cannot, if you try to circumnavigate God, if you try to step out of obedience to Him, you could miss God providing something for you but if you're operating out of fear, it's almost like an orphan mentality. You don't expect your father to provide and then you miss it. And so that's such a good word. Just trust him, ignore that fear. It's not of God. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear and don't follow the soul. And I can say about following the soul because I honestly, I'm not quite at that place yet. I'm getting there. I'll put myself on blast. All right. You know, I still sometimes give into the, you know, think of the flesh, especially if I'm tired or something like that. And what I learn every single time is that if you follow the soul or if you follow your feelings, you'll kind of start to go down this path and you will not feel fulfilled at the end of it. You think, oh, if I do this, this, and this, I'll be satisfied. You will actually end up feeling empty because you've strayed away from being led by the spirit. You're being led by your soul. And so I've learned now. And what's great is if you're doing this, if you're watching this and you're like, oh my goodness, I do this. Like, it's okay. What I love about God having a relationship with him is when you repent, you can just quickly reconcile with him and just take Jesus's hands and keep walking with him. But I just think that's such a good word. Like do not follow your feelings. Don't be led by the soul. When you, when you follow the soul, it's maintenance. It's all it is is maintenance. If you follow the spirit, you get victory. I want to talk about the Kundalini spirit because I don't know if you know Gwyneth Paltrow or Goop. Um, but Gwyneth Paltrow is a famous actress, but she owns this thing called Goop, and this was on Netflix. <laughs> so this is like being put out into the world, and there's tons of books on it, but she had a kundalini healer on, and I saw uh, famous celebrities getting a kundalini healing, and it looked extremely demonic, and it once again looked like a counterfeit of really true healing and deliverance. And it, it was really creepy. They were like moving their bodies really weird. Like it looked kind of like demonic possession. But what is the Kundalini spirit? And why are people like Gwyneth Paltrow talking about Kundalini healing? I mean, I mentioned to you before, but basically the Kundalini is, a, they believe it's that snake that sits in the bottom of your spine, but it's dormant. And they need, you need to do certain Eastern practices to be able to bring it back to life and take it back through your chakras. So it is demonic. Um, anybody that I've ever come across that's either had it or experienced it, even when I was in the New Age, people still had some really strange experiences, in which back then I wouldn't have called it demonic, but now looking back, I know that it was. It's demonic possession. You're virtually giving yourself over to it. Now, why is this popular with the actors and actresses and all those people and influencers and everything? Because one, they're naive. They don't really know who God is and they don't know who Jesus is, but they, they are after power the power and there's a lot of power that comes to that it, it comes to the point i mean even for when jesus appeared to me at that point in my life almost for 18 years you know i'd been involved in it and at least 10 years teaching it around the world um the power that i used to feel or do or use is very um what's the word it's um drunk it's like you're drunk with power um and it, and it does exist and it's demonic, but it exists. And that's what the Kundalini is all about in the Eastern practices is to awaken it, awaken it. Who wants to awaken a demonic snake spirit into your body? But that's what they do. 
That's the whole aim of it, for power and for everything else. So stay away from it. <laughs> yeah, stay away from it. I just want to go ahead and do a prayer. I know there's going to be people who are going to see this interview and they're going to say, I did a psychic reading. I did yoga. I used Reiki or whatever it's called. I'm not saying everything perfectly. I believed in balancing chakras. You know, a lot of people, once again, it's from an innocent place. But, you know, like I say, once you know better, you do better. And that's what I love about repentance is that you can turn and God will just take care of it right then and there. But can you lead our viewers in a prayer who are feeling conviction from the Holy Spirit and want to turn away from these new age beliefs or practices? Yeah, of course. And I agree with you about repentance. I love it. I love repentance. It's the only religion and only faith anywhere in the world that gives a love of grace. I love it that God loves us that much. I do. All right. Thank you, Father. Father, for all of these people that um, are wanting to move away and repent, Father, I just ask that you, first of all, just touch them, touch their heart for this time, for this, for just for this moment in their life. And so just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I repent of doing those practices. I was not aware of them, so please forgive me. I now ask that you refill my heart, that you refill my spirit, that you increase my discernment from this point on, and that, Father, from this point, anything that's around me, demonic or oppressive and anything at all, that you take it away now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, please enter my heart once again. Show me, Jesus, how you want me to walk my life out. Show me, Jesus, the love of the Father as I continue on this new walk. And thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross to give me that forgiveness. Amen. Amen. The last thing that I just wanted to tap on really quick was you actually talked about something that very much I've heard the term, and it's the age of Aquarius. And I know right now that we're in the age of Pisces, I think. And But there's this talk. And what's interesting is when I looked it up, no one knows when exactly the age of Aquarius will happen. But what's interesting is in the age of Aquarius, it sounds like the New World Order this new religion, and it talks about reaching this higher consciousness. And so is it true that the new age is the religion for the new age? It has aspects of it. One of our plans when I was in the new age, yeah, was that the new age thought that where there's a weaned Jesus and there's no real salvation, no hell, no that, that is part of the new world religion that they want to bring in. Um, it, it'll have probably other faiths combined with it. That was the plan, that we're tolerant of all things when I was in the New Age. So the One World Religion is planned to have all different faiths, but it's not going to have the Pentecostal born-again believers because, because we are anti these beliefs. These beliefs are there's no hell, no Jesus, no this, no that, or Jesus might have been a prophet or whatever. And, yes, some of these practices here in this new One World Religion will be put into place, but at the moment it's only simply being, so I call it the dress rehearsal, I think because I've seen so much before. So it's happening for the last three decades it's been happening and implementations have been going in. It's it's not a new thing. It's been around for a while. Even there was a book written in 1989 called The New World Order, and it's got stuff in there about COVID and COVID-19 way from way back then, from even some of the other meetings that were being held. So it's a very fascinating book. He, this guy's trying to, to expose everything that's happening. 
no one believed him way back then, but that's exactly what we were doing back then in the late 80s and early 90s. But the one world religion is for that. It's a very woke. It's very, it's all all inclusive. It's everything else. So in order to do that, you have to eliminate Jesus is the one Lord, that he's the only one. He's the truth, way, and life. You have to eliminate all of those absolutes. And that's what's happening right now. And they're continuing to do it. They're continuing to do it even to the point of, um, you know, Biden talking about that he's a liberal Catholic, meaning that he's evolved. I've got notes on that where he says that stuff. He's evolved. That's what it's all talking about. It's that, and then people like us, we are actually not tolerant. We're not this. We're not that. So we, there, there is a plan, not at the moment, but to eradicate us. But how's this in the new age? And um, yeah, I'll tell you this: in the new age, we even knew and came up with a strategy that would answer for the rapture. We designed a strategy that. A, a being called Lord Maitreya, who really is Jesus incarnate, was going to come back in UFOs and take all of the intolerant Christians, the low-evolved Christians, and take them to another planet to spiritually evolve them. That was the answer that we came up with to cover if the rapture happened in the 80s or 90s. If it did, that was our answer, that, that the Christians were being removed because they're so weak and low in their soul so they could go to another planet and be taught. So you don't need to look up Lord Maitreya or any of that sort of stuff, but that was the answer that we had to cover the whole thing of the rapture. So even the New Age, which is run by the devil, knew that he had to cover that if that ever happened. That's one of the things I thought about is when we we're raptured. And what's interesting is I was thinking, what would the, you know, reasoning behind this be because if a rapture would clearly point to God, right? Because it's in the Bible. So it's like, how could they twist that? And so that makes so much sense. And then once again, it affirms, oh, Christians, we're not highly evolved. And it just kind of kind of ushers the deception way further. It's like, we're all going to now join collectively as a humanity and evolve together. And we've got rid of what's wrong. That's right. It's all been a plan. The enemy has a plan and a strategy in laying it out. But yeah, our plan is, um, especially in this season, uh, and I see it more probably than others because I was in meetings that were planning for this, is that the enemy wants to get as many people as he can into hell. That's what he wants. So it's our job to occupy until Jesus comes. And we're meant to, I think it's speeding up, we're meant to be out there telling the truth. I, I probably in the last two years have told more of the truth than I ever did for 20 years before that. Because this is the season. This is where people are being deceived. And we need to stand up with the truth. And we need to populate heaven. We need to have revivals. We need to do that. And I think this is our time. Yeah, it is our time. And you you said one thing earlier that was really interesting. And then I want to ask you to speak to believers about this time and just what you were talking about. But earlier, you were talking about this new religion that's going to be, it's going to be a combination of different faiths. But, you know, there's no hell and all this kind of stuff. And what's interesting is that I see this played out in the media because the only belief system that ever gets any kind of, you know, bad set against it and it's constant is Christianity. Every other faith is totally fine. You'll never see them mock Islam or Hinduism or Buddhism. If anything, those faith systems are always are like, oh, these are good. And, you know, a lot of, of course, we see more than anything is humanism. But Christianity, it's always negative. And once again, it just shows that agenda that we're, you know, we don't want to lead people to Jesus. These people want to lead people to the devil. 
And so they're going to say everything but this. That's correct. And that's part of the plan to do that. I mean, Christianity is the only one that's true. It's actually the truth and it has the absolutes to it. And so they, they don't like that. They don't like it at all. And it's the enemy. He doesn't want that. He, it's a spiritual war we're in. Yeah. And yet the devil fights with the soul. And that's why he's winning with some things. But he won't win in the end. That's right. And I want you just to speak. You've tapped on so much good information, shared a lot of revelation. Very thankful, seriously, for taking this much time. But what I want you to say is to speak, because you're speaking about the deception and we're in a spiritual war, but you know, we're children of God, we're led by the Spirit. So what is an encouraging word you would say to all believers right now about this time and place we are in? Because a lot of Christians are afraid. Yeah, well, I mean, you answered just there, but I'll, I'll, I'll encourage people. Because if somebody's afraid, that means they're in fear, and fear is not from God. So straight away, you're listening to the wrong God. Anytime you're in fear, and, and seriously, anxiety, depression, all those things stem out of that foundation of fear. We need to be in faith. And some people go, oh, but, you know, faith, faith, what's faith? Faith is not, I mean, the Bible talks about that faith is the substance of things hoped for. So if you're in a position right now and you're thinking, oh, I don't know what's the bother, how's this, I'm afraid the world, what's happening, I'm, you know, I, I don't know whether my country's going to have restrictions or have it on my life or not. Is the government going to take over? What's happening? If you're into fear of that, then what's happening is you're not standing in faith. You, 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 you're almost creating an enemy of faith. And faith is something that is as substance and it's something that's hoped for. So I would encourage people if they're afraid of things, they need to find something they can have hope in. And hope is, again, not a soulish thing. Hope is something that's forward. Now, first of all, the Bible gives us all hope. This is the other thing that's, and I'm going to share this story because maybe this might give someone some insight into what I'm saying and why I believe what I believe. It's because when I, when I was in the New Age, my aim was that when I died, I went to Nirvana or where I went spiritually as an avatar or whatever. So when I heard that Jesus said that when I die with him as my Lord, I'm straight to heaven, as a no-brainer, I have eternal life. From the time I said that prayer and I realized what I had done, I have eternal life. So actually, this is going to sound strange, but I don't have fear anymore. I, I just don't because I have eternal life. So if the worst thing, because people go, but what if you're going to die? What if someone comes and shoots you in a meeting or doesn't like this or the devil? I said, wow, I'm in heaven. And they look at me strangely. But I'm like, but if I, if I, I know I don't want to die for my family. But they know I'm so yielded to, to doing God's work that if I, for some reason, die, I'm straight in heaven. So I don't have any fear of dying. I already have the eternal life now, and I live that way because fear can't touch that. The other thing is that if I need to build up hope about something, because there's been times I can feel depression coming or other things, I do what I mentioned before. I actually purposely try to be, get into a relationship with him and start to pray in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit, and pray, and then build me up. So then I'm doing the spirit man, not the soul man. So that's probably the best way to encourage someone. If you're afraid, you've you got to somehow take charge of that and somehow get into hope. Hope will, will, will increase your faith. Amen. Well, Alan, thank you so much for you know taking the time, sharing your story, your insight, this information, the revelation God has given you for exposing these lies around the New Age movement. Guys, you're going to want to check this out. There is more of this in his book, Authentic Awakening, Dismantling the New Age Counterfeit. Where can people pick up this book if they want to read it? Many places. Bookstores around America, Canada, 
Uh, Amazon has it, so you probably direct there, or even to my own website, which is just alanstrudwickministries.com. You just go there and it's just, you can purchase the product there, the book there, ebook, whatever way you want to. Just like Alan said, if you want to learn more about his ministry, you can visit him online at alanstrudwickministries.com. Alan, thank you so much for just taking the time and pouring into. I definitely was ministered to, and I know the people watching and listening were ministered to as well. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It was an honor to be on the show. I really enjoyed it. Well, this concludes the series with Alan Strudwick. It's been a powerful and eye-opening conversation. If you haven't checked out the other parts, be sure to do that. And you can follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Lamb Weiss.